You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Welcome to Aging Starts Now. In this episode, number 24, I'm your host, Barbara McGinnis, and I'm talking to public benefit specialist Joshua Bay, and we're going to talk about 10 care choices at home or the home and community-based services. Um, It's not just for nursing home care. You can actually get care in your home paid for through the 10 care program if you qualify. A lot of the eligibility criteria is exactly the same in terms of technical requirements, passing the pre-admission evaluation assessment and the financial eligibility. So we're, we're not going to cover all that again. You could see, listen to episode 23 about that. Um, Josh, welcome again. Thank you. And we're going to talk about home-based services covered by group two benefits. What all does that include? What can you get if you're, if you qualify for group two benefits? So when you're at home, meaning that um, you're in the com- you're in the community uh, or you're at your house, let's put it that way. You're at your house because it's, it's kind of different when you're in a um, an assisted living. So when you're at home, um, you can get care in the home, meaning that uh, once you qualify for services, the managed care organization or MCO, which could be Blue Care, Mayor Group or United Health will approve you for a certain amount of care hours, meaning hands-on care hours, which can be anywhere from five to 30 hours. We've actually seen clients get more, meaning that they'll come in the home and provide hands-on care, some help with some cleaning and, you know, possibly cooking and things like that. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Any, um, so did you talk about like the personal emergency response system? Will they still do that? I believe they still will. I'm not 100% sure on that one. I, I think they do. And I think they right. still do some home uh, modifications. Home modifications, yes. They do home modifications. And that's something that you would discuss with your managed care organization representative to help you get started with that process. Like, example, you may need a ramp built mm-hmm. to help get into the house. They'll help with that. Yeah. But you can also live in an, al- in an alternative setting like an assisted living facility or what they call community living support arrangements. It's kind of like a group home and get some assistance in paying for that. But the payment works different than than when you're in the nursing home. Can you talk about that? That's hard for folks to understand sometimes. Yes, it's very difficult. And they actually have kind of changed that payment model a little bit as well. So they'll provide towards the towards the assisted living cost of care. They'll provide about eleven hundred dollars and your income and 
either, you know, help from family or, you know, community spouse or remaining payment will will pay the remaining of of the cost of that assisted living. Where the changes kind of happen is, is that um, if you have a qualified income trust, meaning that meaning that uh, that your gross income is above the twenty three forty nine threshold, mm-hmm. what you have to put into the qualified income trust now has to go to the assisted living, but TenCare shortens its payment by that amount. So an example is, is if you have to put $100 in the QIT each month because that's what's over the $2349, the gross amount, TenCare is going to shorten its $1,100 payment to $1,000 to the assisted living, and then you will pay the $100 from your QIT to the assisted living, and that totals the $1,100 from TenCare. Wow. Yeah, it can be quite difficult to understand, and it um, it recently, recently just happened. We've had actually two clients go through that, and that change happened after they were approved. Uh-huh. So it was uh, it was somewhat difficult for them to understand, but we, you know, we we um, we're through it. that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this uh, benefit it provides a small dollar benefit if you're going to use it in an assisted living facility. I mean, relatively speaking, $1,100 is what you're talking about, a relatively small benefit. And sadly, there's very few assisted living facilities that um, are part of this Choices program. But it's a really good benefit if you can be cared for safely at home, right? It's a very good benefit if you can be cared for safely at home because many people, again, they don't need a QIT, so if they have a zero patient liability, meaning the amount that you put into the QIT is your patient liability when you're on the choices too, it, if they have a zero patient liability and they're getting 30 hours a week of home care, it kind of balances out to say, hey, even though we may have, we may have had to complete a, a spin down, I'm getting 30 hours a week of care that's not necessarily being paid for by by you paying someone cash each month, each week to provide that care service. Right. So probably what we should talk about now is, you know, you mentioned that 30 hour a week. So let's go through the system of, let's say I apply and I'm approved for choices too, which is services at in my home. Now what happens? So once you get the approval notice, you'll get a um, you'll get another call from the managed care organization representative or your care coordinator with the managed care organization. Mm -hmm. And they'll come out and they'll do another assessment. But this time the assessment is for time. And they are looking for the hands on portion of it, not necessarily just having someone just sitting there, you know, you know, watching the entire time. Yeah. And, and so that assessment then is determined by the managed care contractor. That managed care organization is the contracted insurance company with TenCare that says, how much time do you need each week that we're going to provide in, in your home? And that, so then, you know, are you getting 10 hours a week? Are you getting 30 hours a week? And, you know, I'd say, it's very rare to see anything more than about 35 hours a week in the greater Davidson County area. Correct. Yeah, it's very rare. Again, you may 
be a little bit further out from the metro area and you may get more, but I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't bank on getting 40 or 50 hours. Right. It'll be a surprise. (laughs) Do you get any input into who that caregiver is going to be? Can you control who your caregiver is going to be? You can actually. And some, some people actually want, they, uh, they develop relationships with, with private caregivers and, and they want to continue to use those caregivers and those caregivers would need to become a Medicaid, you know, approved caregivers. And they will go through a process with Medicaid to become Medicaid approved caregivers. But let's just say you don't have that personal relationship and you, um, you can, you can talk with your, your managed care, um, a representative about, you know, agency that's near you that you may want to try to use. And, and as long as they are Medicaid approved, you have that option. Right. So you can use a Medicaid qualifying qualified provider, home care company that's already contracted with 10 care already has, or you can do consumer direction where you might even pay a child to be your caregiver or a grandchild to be your caregiver or just somebody that you've had a longstanding care relationship with. And that's the magic words you need to ask your, your managed care organization case manager about is consumer directed care, right? Correct. All right. So one thing that's different between choices one and choices two is, uh, you know, we've kind of of talked about it already, but is this whole cost sharing in terms of setting up, the personal need allowance. In the nursing home, the applicant can keep $50 a month as their personal need. But if they're at home, their personal need allowance is going to be, going to be much greater, is much it greater. Is. It actually goes up to that QIT limit of $2,349. So if you fall under that that uh, that gross number of $2,349, you can keep your entire income, monthly income, you can keep that and use that towards just running your household, just running your household. Exactly. So, um, and again, we're talking about gross, gross income. So that's 10 care is going to base it on gross income and, and how you apply for choices group two benefit is different than how you apply for for the choices one benefit because you have to go through the area agency on aging and disability that's the triple ad in your local community and the greater nashville area that's the gnrc right correct yes ma'am and so you would you can either call them to do um to do the uh, evaluation or um, now I think it's more towards a phone call, you know, yeah. now instead of them coming out to do the, you know, evaluation in person just due to the current environment. Right. But uh, also with, we you would uh, look at, you know, they would help you with the application process as well if you don't have anyone helping you with that application process. Right. Um, and, and they're just facilitating the application. TenCare is still approving the PAE, the pre-admission evaluation. They're still approving the financial eligibility or not. And But once you get approved, 
What does that mean to your insurance portfolio? Do you lose any of your prior coverages? No. So just, uh, and this is the same with choices one or choices two, uh, 10Care is always a pair of last resort. So you would keep your Medicare Part B, you'll keep your supplemental insurance, you'll, you'll keep your prescription plan, things like that. But TenCare becomes the payer of last resort. So it'll become a third layer of, of a health insurance. And TenCare likes to see before they, before they foot any bill, they, they'll like to see your previous insurances or, or your first two insurances billed first. Then TenCare will uh, look at paying it just happens to me that the 10 care choices program is the only insurance if you have medicare supplement and 10 care it's the only insurance that's going to pay for chronic care whether that's chronic care in a long-term care facility or whether that's your chronic care custodial care at home it's the only one that's paying for that so but you don't lose your medicare and you should keep your supplement um, because your supplement is a a your, Supplement premium is an allowable deduction, and if you stop your supplement, well, it, likely it's just increasing the amount of money that you're either paying the facility or paying as your uh, personal liability amount somewhere along the way. And right. there's no yeah, guarantee yeah. that once you're on Ten Care, you're going to stay on Ten Care forever. There may be a significant change in the applicant's or recipient's health or there may be a significant change in the program. So we don't usually recommend people give up their supplements, do we? We don't recommend that because, again, if you do, and then that change happens to where you either no longer qualify for 10Care because, again, that does happen, it either can't or it ought to be really hard to get your supplement back. Right. Yes, that's absolutely true. All right. Thanks, Josh. You're... um, You know so much about this subject, and I enjoy talking to you about it, and I'm sure people enjoy listening to you explain it in in nice, simple terms. Thanks for what you do, and thank everybody for listening, and hope you tune in next time when we're going to be talking about more aging topics. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.